Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daf Differently. My name is Sarah Shulman, and today we're going to be looking at Moed Katan Daf 9. In our previous Daf, on page 8, we're exploring about what is the essence of Simcha and what's the connection during Choa Moed to issues of Simcha and when they conflict with mourning or celebration such as getting married. Today we're going to also be looking at what is the essence of Simcha and in relationship to Yom HaKippur, to the Day of Atonement. We have a very interesting section where Rabbi Parnach brings in a case where one year the people of Israel did not observe the Day of Atonement. They didn't refrain from eating and drinking from the prohibitions of Yom Kippur. And then they were worried. They were worried that they would be punished. But what happens? We get a bot coal coming in, a heavenly voice. When a bot coal comes into a rabbinic text, it gives us a turn, some insight. Often it throws a different way of looking at it, sometimes surprising, sometimes on a deeper level, something really interesting to reflect on. Here, the bot the coal comes forth and announces surprisingly that all of you, the desecrated Yom Kippur, actually have a place in Olam Chaba, in the world to come. Whoa, so why is that? Well, we get a Kol Homer argument, which is an all the more so argument, uh, setting up a difference between the Mishkan, which was the temporary tabernacle, holy dwelling in the wilderness, and the Mikdash, which is the permanent temple. So the Kol Homer says that, and this is the, the explanation for, for why the Bat Kol would say this, and therefore why the, why the people would be in this situation to be offered Alam Chaba when they didn't fast on Yom Kippur. So they argue that if within the Mishkan, within the tabernacle, the sanctity of which is only temporary, yet the sacrifice of an individual pushed aside the Sabbath, which an ordinarily the sacrifice would be, doing the, the things that led to a sacrifice would be an offense punishable by skila, by stoning to death, then call the Homer that all the more so it is the case that within the temple, within the Mikdash, within this permanent dwelling, which the sanctification is forever and not temporary, that the public offerings, the korban sibur, the, the offering on behalf of the community, 
on Yom Kippurim, on the Day of Atonement, who's doing this would be an offense punished only by karet. So we get this Kohomer argument, this distinction between the Mishkan and the Mikdash, the distinction between that public offering and individual offering to set up for a reason for why not, why not fasting on Yom Kippur would actually not be so horrible. In our lives, when we think about Yom Kippur, it's almost synonymous with the idea of not eating and drinking. And yet this Kamara is getting us to look at the idea of Simcha is something which is, on one hand, synonymous with eating and drinking, with Jews and food, and yet it is also something beyond that. We must ask ourselves the, connect, the question about what is the connection for us between food and Simcha, and how can we find that sense of Simcha, which is supposed to be a part of Yom Kippur, even without eating and drinking? Perhaps this year, well, this time when the people did not follow this and did eat on Yom Kippur, didn't follow the, the observance of the Day of, of Atonement, then perhaps they can actually be a paradigm for helping us in our spiritual journey to actually find Simcha in this next Yom Kippur aside from our relationship to food or lack of food. A miss there when we're thinking about how hungry we are. Is there a sense of Simcha that we can find in being with the community and connecting to Sarech Gavocha, to the needs of something larger than ourselves, of above ourselves? Another thing that's worth taking away from this, the Bat Kol and from this section of Gemara is thinking about this juxtaposition between the Mishkan and the Mikdash from the temporary dwelling and the permanent dwelling and our relationship to Simcha in those two situations. Where do we find, where do we find a sense of Simcha in those temporary dwellings, whether they be the Sukkot outside our homes, in transition periods of our lives, at camp or away from home? And where do we find a sense of Simcha in the more mikdash places, the holy permanent places in our hearts and in our lives. And what is the connection between those and God? And what is the and how does food and drink play a role in all of this? There's a lot of questions that come out of this, and a lot of interesting things to think about. And we can thank the Bat Kol for bringing up some of these issues for us. I hope you have a great day and enjoyed this learning. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.